Welcome to HR Latte, your podcast connection to all things HR. Caring for people is imperative for today's progressive business. Listen in as Rayanne Thorne Kruger gets personal with practitioners and technologists, experts, and thought leaders who care about the world of human resources, hiring, and employee engagement. And now, sit back and sip your next cup of talent management blended to perfection. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to HR Latte. I am continuing my celebration of Black History Month, and I have a very special guest today. I say that often about my guests, but this really is a very special guest. I've known Devin since 2014. We met when we were both working for the same company in New York City. And I had the opportunity to learn from him, to work with him, to have just this really amazing ride while I worked in New York. Devin, thank you for joining me today. How are you? I am well, and thank you for having me. I'm definitely excited to be here. It's so exciting to have you a part of this Black History Month celebration. And I really appreciate you agreeing to come on and talking to me and helping me to gain even more understanding of the really wonderful things that there are out there that many of us don't realize that we need to be thinking about and listening to and understanding about Black History Month, about what you as a young Black professional might be facing. So before we jump into the questions that I have, I want you to take a moment and tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. I'm originally from New York City, um, grew up in the streets of Harlem, born and raised. Then I recently relocated to California. I'm a leasing manager for a property management company. I've been doing property management, I would say, ooh, for the last six, seven years. Oh, wow. Okay. And I love it. Love, love, love oh, it. Oh, good. Well, let's talk about that move. How, how did that come about? Because I know you and I, we've, I've talked with you about coming to California a couple of times, but I know that you <laughs> have moved from New York to Atlanta and around and back to New York recently. And now here you are in California. How did that come about? Yes. Honestly, me following my childhood dreams, the company I worked to prior in Atlanta, we sold our property and I didn't have any placement. So it was either A, go back to New York, which was not an option for me, or transfer to California. So I saw that there was a job opening in California. I hit up the regionals and HR and Little do you know, they sent me an offer within a two-week time frame of me inquiring, and now I'm here. Wow. So that moved pretty quick. Were you ready for the differences between Atlanta, New York, and California? I was definitely ready for the difference. <laughs> um, I, I had the mindset of, oh, well, I'm from New York. California would be easy. And then when I came to California, I go, Devin, reprogram your mindset because it's not the same. It's not the same at all. <laughs> it's not the same. You're in Los Angeles and Los Angeles is spread out. It's not all together. You can't get someplace easily. It's It requires owning a vehicle, which I understand you're going to be getting a car soon. So congratulations on that. That's exciting. If you've lived in a place where you've always relied on public transportation and there's been no need for a car, it's a different kind of feeling to know that you're going to be owning a vehicle, isn't it? Yes, it definitely is. And I'm now now another responsibility that I'm ready for. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> well, I love watching you grow up. I feel like I'm kind of like your surrogate or bonus mom. You know, I love watching you grow up and become this really influential professional in your career and, and the successes that you've you've achieved. So let's talk a little bit about that. Have you had to overcome some challenges in getting to where you are right now? Oh, most definitely. 
When I first started in the industry, I remember, like it was yesterday, the hiring manager, We I had an interview with a hiring manager, and he sat me down. And he was like, hey, I'm going to be honest. This industry is dominated by blue-eyed and blonde-haired people. And I yeah. looked at him, and I was like, well, what does that mean? I said, because <laughs> my godfather, my godfather has been doing this for 30 plus years and he's not nowhere near blonde hair or blue eyes and he's been dominating. So I'll just show you better than I can tell you. Six years later, I'm still standing. Look at you. Look at you. Well, that's amazing. As a young Black professional, what would you like CEOs to focus on in 2022? I mean, there's a lot of companies, especially this month when it's Black History Month, right? They put out one post on LinkedIn saying, Hey, it's Black History Month and a quote from Martin Luther King or Maya Angelou or or whoever, right? They put out one quote from an influential Black person and expect that that's enough. What would you want CEOs in 2022 to focus on and remember that beyond February? What I would love CEOs to focus on is, what I would love CEOs to honestly focus on is how to collectively make everyone feel good. giving. I feel giving African-American Black people one month out of the year and one post isn't enough. Yeah. I don't. I feel like we are definitely acknowledged. I can give back stories where I worked for a company and they utilized us like we were, were guinea pigs. You know, having, I'll tell a story, having any Black kids work for a company and you're using us because of our stories. I'm familiar with that. Yeah, that was that's a not a good thing. I was going to ask you about that. Now, I, I like the token black kid, right? Yeah. And I'm I'm sure that in the middle of that, it's easy to think I'm moving forward, and then you have to take a step back outside of that and say, "Oh, I'm being used." So, how did you climb out of that? How did you realize that that was the situation? The way I got out of that, it, it was more so the mentality, um, the mindset of myself, first and foremost. Okay. Um, it was a lot of a lot of things I had to deal with, um, I, as I say, in a child. I had to attend to my inner child and let him know that it's, it's going to be okay. However, it's not okay for people to treat you as such, for people to utilize your story and your trauma to make a dollar off. Right. Off of you. Yeah, that's such, a, such an amazing realization for you, right? And yeah. I'm so proud of you. What, what would you say is your proudest moment when you look back at your career so far? You're still a young individual, but what, do you, what would you say has been your proudest moment so far? My proudest moment so far is honestly leaving a company that didn't accept me for who I was. And people go, oh, you love the job. No, I left a company that didn't support Black people that talks down to Black people. And once I put my foot down, like I, I noticed that you're talking to us this way and not the other people that way. Mm. I'm not for that. And ever since that, I feel like I took back my power. Right. My power in, into becoming the man that I need to be. And ever since that, it was like my eyes opened and doors opened along with those, my, my eyes. Right. Brandon, if I may be honest, you have watched me, as I would say, a little boy. Yeah. I have. And it's one thing you have been, you have been the strongest backbone in my circle. One oh, of the strongest backbone. No, if it was never for you at that company that we met at, I would never have realized my potential and my power as a black man. You were so adamant about them treating us right. 
you were adamant about us being safe, our well-being. You were the literally the only person. And when I seen, and when once I saw how you didn't, you didn't take. Excuse my language. They're crap. Yeah, you can say I it. Know, <laughs> I know that you're being in my circle forever. Oh, I feel the same way. I feel like you watched out for me. Also, I think that that's what we need to do for each other, right? I think yeah. that when you meet somebody that you feel like is part of you, that they are part of your, they are now part of your network, that you watch out for each other and you care for each other and you send those signals afar, right? And want to say, hey, congratulations. I'm proud of you. I'm watching you. I see you. I see what you're achieving. I see what you've overcome. And I know that you have overcome so much. When you look back on what you have over, and and Devin, if I'm going to say something and I hope that's okay. And if I need to cut this out, if you don't want this to be here, but you were homeless when I met you, you were, you were living in a shelter and you were working, coming into the office every day, doing your best, wearing your finest clothes, that big, beautiful smile that you had, just charming everybody. And I was so proud of you when you made, you took those steps, those many steps that it took for you to get to where you are now. And I've watched you from afar and it's been such an honor to watch you and know that you have pulled yourself out by your fingertips, pulled yourself out up and on your way to just having this amazing future with a past that is going to feed to that future. It's going to feed that future and allow you to continue to grow and excel in anything that you do. When you look back on what you've achieved and how you've grown, what advice would you give to other young Black men that are trying to move, that that maybe are homeless right now or feel like they're being used in the company? What advice would you give them? One big advice I would give them is, and I know this may sound cliche, learn the game. Wow. Corporate, it's all a game. Learn it, breathe it, and take it over. That's amazing. And that's something I had to learn where I will let my emotions get, get the best of me. And I'm like, well, well, this is SPA, and I'm doing this, and I'm working hard for this. But then I sat down, and I said, Devin, learn the game. Learn the, the language in which they speak. Learn the movements in which they make. Learn it all. Because once you learn it and once you utilize it, they're going to look at you like, wait, what, what's going on? It, it, there's nothing to say once you learn the game. And that's my biggest advice. Learn the game that you're in and utilize every talent you have to execute it. That's great. Who has been an inspiration for you as far as other Black professionals that you've looked up to and said, I'm going to reach, I'm going to achieve what that person has achieved? Oof. There's a couple, but one, it's funny, one person that I look up to till this day is Billy D. Williams. Mm. Why is that? He's from, he's from Harlem. As, okay. As I, and he had a rough past. People know him from like Mahogany or sure. um, Lady Fools and so forth, but he was actually from the Renaissance era. And he, if you like actually hear his story, shelters. EBT, housing, and he made it. People people to this day don't really know that. They only know him as the smooth guy, the Billy B. Williams guy. Yeah. Lando Calrissian from Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> smooth as and, silk. <laughs> yes. And I love that he didn't allow his past to be his story as far as, okay, well, I've been through this, that, and third, and I'm going to use this. No. He said, you know what? 
I've been through A, B, C, and D. However, A, B, C, and D help me who I am, but they're not who I am. I love that. That's great. Now I'm going to have to go and read his story. Has he written a biography? Do you know? No, it was a it was a video that I've seen. Oh, okay. Um, of okay. Speaking, and I was like, ever since then, I'm like, oh, this is the guy. That's the guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, as we wrap up, thank you so much for joining me in this conversation, uh, just celebrating Black History Month. And I so admire you and everything that you've achieved so far in your life. I can't wait to continue to watch you grow and excel and, and just reach for the stars in everything that you do. Are there any resources that you can share with us? Is there a book that I should read? Are there podcasts I should listen to? What do you advise white people like me that want to learn more about the Black experience? What would you advise? Yes, there is definitely a book. His name is Emmanuel Echo, okay. and it's called Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. Awesome. I actually have that book. I'm looking at it right now. I can't wait to read it. <laughs> yes, you should. You will love it. <laughs> like, honestly, you will love it. And then another book that I do have, it's not by a Black author, however, it definitely helped me. It's called The, Sub- the Sublute Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Ah, I love it. Okay. By Mark Manson. All right. I will post both of those books in the bio of this podcast, this particular episode. It has been such a pleasure to speak with you and catch up. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Once again, I really appreciate it. And I'm happy to be here. Yeah, happy to be here in California. (laughs) Well, it's great to have you here. We'll have to have you down to the beach soon. Oh, yes, please do. You take care. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of HR Latte. Thanks for listening to this episode of HR Latte. This podcast is brought to you by Never Enough Media and is produced by host Rayanne Thorne Kruger. Our editor is Igor Kuzmanovsky and Dick Delecki as our announcer. With featured music, Grab a Coffee and Go by Tiny Music. Special thanks to those who have made HR Latte possible over the years with their ideas, support, and feedback. 